Is it for real? We used to love it then. We watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for, for real? real? This is Philip. This is Katie <laughs> and Bridget. <laughs> Sorry, I came in early on that. Oh, that's all right. I sort of you were mushed two words festive. together. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so this week we are continuing with our holiday theme, and what better way than um, everyone's favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard, um, the original Die Hard, ugh, made in the year nineteen eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Yeah. Okay, I guessed at the nineteen. 1988. Got it. Um, and to kick us off, uh, our lovely suggesters, we have a duo intro um, from uh, friends, dear friends of the pod, Joey and Whitney B. So take it away, Joey and Whitney. First of all, I love you, all three of you. The podcast is amazing, and I listen to it all the time. So thanks for uh, putting a little joy out into the world from your little corner of the podcast sphere. So we're here to talk about Die Hard, quintessential holiday movie. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, there's a holiday party, right? So that makes it a Christmas movie that must be watched during this. Indeed. Now I have a lot of childhood memories of this because my mother loves action movies, loves them. So we happen to watch this a lot, along with Lethal Weapon, Roadhouse, <laughs> which I know has been reviewed by the crew. Um, and no matter how many times I've watched it, and no matter how much I already know about it, I am surprised. <laughs> I didn't actually watch it when I was younger because it has swear words, so my mom didn't let me watch it. So I had to wait until I was older to watch it. And I hear, think that was a date on my mom. <laughs> and hear that line that everyone knows so well, but thinks that it occurs at the wrong point in the movie, which is yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I won't say exactly where it fell in, but just remember, it's not where everyone thinks it is. I love the movie because Bruce Willis was like the everyday guy. You know, this was a time of like Rambo and Predator and like all these really ripped, huge, like action heroes. And Bruce Willis, he's just, he's just an everyday blue collar policeman, you know, just trying to, just trying to make it, trying to have a good relationship with his wife and. Well, he's the only one. He's the only one that can save them from the bathroom, shoeless, right? He's changing his clothes, which I think was after a fight in the bathroom, right? Yes, there was a disagreement (laughs) because of his masculinity and and her not using his name and, you know, all the stuff that that comes with, um, you know, machismo. Only Bruce can save us all in a white tank top and shoeless. I don't even know if he had a weapon. He had multiple weapons. Did he? To start off? All right, all right. He had a chair bomb. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, man. See what I mean? You things that just get uncovered every time you watch the movie. Can't wait to hear the podcast. Love you all. Take care. Oh, that was oh, so that's cute. Great uh, to hear them. Yeah. Isn't it so good to hear their voices? Yeah, oh. it really is. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Hey, hey y'all. guys. Hello. We <laughs> love you. Well, I hope it's okay that I share this, but my favorite thing about Whitney and Joey, well, they're they're lovely people, but are that they, they love uh, Basset Hounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they have a pair of Basset Hound sisters. Um, yeah. And I'm big fans of them. Uh, I, amazing. On their Instagram account, you know. 
Yeah. Um, super cute, super low riders. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. They tend to, I don't know if it's still a, a problem in Chicago, but they, they do tend to snag up, uh, chicken bones pretty quick oh, I bet. Um, on the streets of Baltimore, some, some I, basset hounds anyway. I so, thought you were yeah. going to say that they're like ears froze to the like, <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that their tummy, <laughs> oh my gosh, stuck to the ground. Be, oh, what a terrible <laughs> problem to have. No. <laughs> Um, so anyway, lovely intro. Um, and yeah, uh, we should dive in. I guess we should dive into our levels. Yeah. Uh, quickly. Um, I guess I can start and I'm just going to take it. Maybe it's other people's, but like my level is air conditioner vent. Um, cause that might've been all I knew about this movie, but like more. So I think what I knew about this movie, so I've never seen it before. I just literally just watched it. And, um, I think what I knew about this movie were the tropes that are then either taken and played straight or for parody in other movies. Um, maybe save for the scene where he's crawling through a vent with a lighter. I've seen that like in every like, you know, movie cut reel before the previews at right. a movie theater. So yeah, that's my level. Should crawling through a, a air conditioning vent get a smoking jacket? Maybe. <laughs> How Maybe. often do people do that? But and are they in real that, life or in movies? Are they always that clear and like you can just uh, yeah. go through them? A body. It's like signage. It's like yeah. No. They're like, like turn in, here for the bathroom in the Medina and Fez. Like yeah, is <laughs> rarely, rarely. But this was kind of the first one, right? Or no? Am I mistaken? <sighs> Um, I'm know. sure there's one before this, yeah, but maybe. I can't think this, of it off the top of my head. This is so iconic. Yeah. My level is going to be Rotten Tomatoes because mm. there was an improv show here in San Diego that I participated in and it was called Rotten Tomatoes and we would watch a movie and then we would kind of, <laughs> we were supposed to, we were like parodying that movie mm-hmm. uh, through improv. So four years ago, I watched Die Hard for the first time oh, and got then it. did a parody about it. And then four years later, <laughs> I watched it again last <laughs> night um, to talk so about the, it, <laughs> talk about it for a podcast. So That's those funny. are the only two times that I've seen oh. The movie, but like when we were deciding what holiday movie we were going to do, I was just like, absolutely not. Like, there's, I do not want to do an action movie. That's a terrible thing, but I got outvoted. And I will say that, like, okay, once I watched it the first time, I understood that there are holiday, there are more holiday elements to it than I thought. Yes. So I do understand why people do think it is a holiday movie. Totally. Or know that it is a holiday movie. Right, right. Um, no matter what Bruce Willis says. We'll get right. into that later. Uh, mine is going to be a visual one because oh. we're on a podcast. Yeah, what a good uh, choice for this medium. Mine oh, will be... Nice. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, my wow. God. The shirt formerly known as a <laughs> wife beater, which it's actually an A-shirt. Is an, its a- true an name. A-shirt, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. So, And as we know, I'm a tank top man. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my I'll god! Be doing, doing Are you this. gonna do this podcast? <laughs> yeah, until I get cold, and then I'll put my. I was uh, wondering why you started on. in like a REI jacket. So Phil yeah. is donning a white tank top undershirt, also known as an A shirt. Um, which awesome, <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah. by gonna... the way, so when we talk about our outfits later, you just say you're wearing. Oh you're wearing a, you're wearing <laughs> I didn't a really, say really what small was on the back of it. Tank top. That's yeah. true, um, or on the his head, or his. That's true. Yeah. 
But wow. here, I, I mean, we can start out with a first question I have is like, do men, do many men wear like undershirts under like all clothing? Like if they were to come and change, would they always have on like a Hanes t-shirt or like an A shirt? Under like dress shirts. Um, dress shirts. Just so you don't have to wash them all the freaking time. Oh, I guess that's true. I guess if you're wearing dress shirts all the time, but it does not protect your armpits, which right. is the smelliest part. Yeah. I will say a tank top like you're wearing right now. What is it called? An A top? A tank an A shirt. An, an A shirt. They're like T-shirt, A shirt, uh, V V neck. Oh, shirt. well, it looks like an A. It really reminds me of my grandfather who mm. would just like always like walk around in one of those, but like dress oh, yeah. pants. Yes, with like a belt and right. like it just yeah. was a, an outfit. He was cosplay in his diehard, basically. Yeah, yeah and apparently, he always smelled like aftershave. Anyway. It's nice. a fond memory, nice. but I, my, I don't really remember my dad wearing those. And then like, I don't know that I've dated men or married a man that wears tank tops like that. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Fun. That's a good question. Thanks. I know what Jeff's <laughs> getting for uh, Christmas. A bunch of A shirts. Yeah, yeah, he is. From Caldor. Um, oh, Caldor. I know. <laughs> um, uh, for, first yeah. off, like I said, Oh, let's talk about the official designation that this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Bruce Willis famously has said it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce mm. Willis movie, which <laughs> screw you, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I will oh. say this is like the only movie series where I'm like, yeah, this is a Bruce. Like what other movie would you say is like a Bruce Willis movie? Yeah. Oh. Can you think of any? You mean like Sixth Sense? You mean like, oh, yeah, it's his genre. You mean it's but his genre you call that film? a uh, thriller? What's his face? No, M. The, uh, Haley Joel Osment. Shamala. Oh, I see. I see. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> yeah, I see that that's a Haley that's Joel, a Haley Joel Osment film. Oh my god! Do you guys watch Pen Fifteen? I I watched like an episode so. or two. It's my favorite show, and it's whole. almost too oh. much for me. It's like so I, much. This last season, I just I'm gonna give a plug. It's it's an unofficial plug, but it is this last season is just really brilliant. Anyway, there's a Haley Joel Osment reference in it, so that's what I was just. Thinking. Oh, nice. I don't want to give it away. They so. are they are brilliant for sure. They're so maybe brilliant. too brilliant for me. I know, yeah. I know. It's painful. <laughs> yeah, well, like I don't know. The other weird thing about this, frankly, is that there's Bruce Willis's character, John McClane. Clary McLean. McLean. He John looks, McCain. He John McCain. <laughs> he looks so much like my brother Matthew. Oh, it's, interesting. Um, maybe even just like a couple of years ago, my brother. But it is. It's almost disarming to me. Like I, oh, I can't not see it. It's weird to me. Mm, okay, so yeah. That's something that I feel about this. Movie. Have to like struggle through. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So should we talk about this uh, plane ride we get introduced to? Yeah, let's Bruce jump into Willis? it. Yeah. Where you you meet Bruce Willis's character and he's got a big teddy bear. Right. And yeah. and a gun. So to yeah. Whitney's point about did he have weapons? He did have one, in fact, <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Just a loose gun on the plane. I mean, yeah. he this told me he's a cop, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, he has his uh, seatmate that tells him all about fists with your toes as a relaxing sort of way to decompress if you have a fear of flying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also something they recommend for keeping the blood flowing and preventing like blood clots on the plane. You ever see those exercises you can do with like your ankles and stuff? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And then John McClain, I was going to say Bruce Willis, um, uh, says like, he like brags about being a police officer for like 11 years. It's like, been doing it for 11 years. It's fine. Like, it's a long time, but it's not 40 years. It's just like a strange yeah. like number to throw out. It's like a, something um, a kid would say, like, I'm 11 and three quarters. Yeah, like, right. Totally. It was like barely more than the other guy because he yeah. was like, I've been flying for 10 years. Like, I've been a cop for 11. It's- and what weird, both the weird things to brag about. I've been flying for 10 years. I've been a police officer. <laughs> it's just like a strange, like, who? Yeah. I'm a big boy. What is this yeah. content? I'm also a big boy. <laughs> I have yeah. had a job for 11 years. Well, I've flown on a plane. I, I, the first time was 10 years ago. So it's been for 10 years. Okay. And then we uh, also yeah. get the the first instance of uh, Bruce Willis, like, checking out other women. I think it happens, like, three times oh. early on in the movie where he, like, flirts with the oh. stewardess oh, or yeah. flight attendant right. rather it's the 80s i She's guess confused. so so yeah he yeah. he dislodges <laughs> this like giant bear that takes up absolutely all of the overhead like luggage you can tell it was a time that like they didn't charge you for bags because like if somebody brought something like that on and took over the whole overhead bin people would be i think pretty Ugh. upset oh now um, it's like the wild west with those yeah totally because yeah charging. no one polices that though but, but no one polices it Throughout know. this movie, thoughts. you know, that bear is for his daughter's son, daughter, son, daughter. His and daughter. We know that it's well, we he at least has two, and we know that there's a daughter. Oh, right. Um, but it's, it's such an interesting add to this that he has kids because like you forget it. Like the whole dynamic is is that like he's a police officer in New York, and his wife moved up to LA for this like job at a hedge fund that's also a nuclear like weapon. Develop it like yeah, develop like a, buildings and they're uh right. Nakatumi. Something's up. Yeah. Sakatumi. And so Nakatomi. she moves out to LA Nakatomi. and she, she takes the kids with her to LA for six months. And then he like doesn't want to join her because he's a police officer. Cause he's there's too many he's got too many cases in New York. And or he didn't think she would stay long. And so he didn't pack his bags, you know? Well, um, I think, I think they were having some issues is what it seems yeah. like. And also I don't, I have a lot of questions about what it means. She says something at some point about like, well, I work for a Japanese company. Right. So my maiden name and you're like, what Why? is she talking about? Yeah. She's, mean? I what think she's like, yeah. I don't even know that that's your maiden name. None of it makes sense. Yeah. But the fact, I just mean like him having kids in this adds like a different level of stakes of like this relationship. And like, I don't know. It's almost like they act like they don't know each other, which is, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I couldn't, I couldn't place it. It's like, how old are they supposed to be? Like, how long and are they supposed to be together? <laughs> spoiler warning uh-huh. that by the third movie, no longer having trouble in the second one. Um, but by the third one, they're divorced. Well, it reads like that. It reads like yeah. by the end of this movie, they're going to be divorced. Like it doesn't, I don't know. It's just so interesting. I noticed that she wasn't listed anymore on the Wikipedia page after the third movie or whatever. And I was like, oh God, does she die? Um, but now that makes more no, sense. She, does she die? <laughs> no, no, no. She just oh. continues with her awesome career. And Oh, uh, good for her. Yeah. D- yeah, good she job. is. Does she get with without- Alice? Yes, um, Bridget Bridget may have dozed off in parts of this movie um, because that would be together. Yeah, impossible. Oh, okay, Um, great. Um, So we we immediately cut to the Christmas Eve holiday party of the Nakatomi to me Nakatomi. 
Nakatomi Corporation, because of course you have a holiday party on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I was writing that too. Like there's, this is like a, a, a trend as well. Yeah. Um, in the movies that we've seen, it's like holiday parties, obligatory office parties on now, Christmas Eve. Did that just worst. stop after the eighties or was that actually like a real thing or was that a trope? I don't ever remember my parents having holiday parties on Christmas Eve. No. I think I it could, just as a screenwriter thing. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like the stakes are higher. The yeah. office party. Totally. I think so like she, I was thinking about yeah. that, that like I think you can have like a neighborhood party or something just very familiar, but like a rando Christmas Eve party is at night. Yeah. yeah at night in the dark. Christmas night. Like if anybody yeah. has kids, like forget right. it. Right. Well, like where? Oh, no. Her kids are with the babysitter, which we mm-hmm. do find out about. Yeah. Merry Christmas, kids. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I do like how you get we get this like very clear, like she's on the phone with the nanny. And then we like see Bruce Willis in the yeah. family photo in the background yes. to be like, yeah, that's her husband. You yeah. saw him on the airplane. And of course, in Spanish, to tell people somebody that not somebody hasn't called, you say no telefono. <laughs> 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 not exactly what you'd say. I was reading that the uh that actress is Italian, but she like had such a good uh Spanish accent that the director was like, you can't tell, put her in there. It's great. Like, <laughs> great. And that's why you hire consultants. Uh-huh. John yeah. McTiernan. Yeah, um, and then because we skipped over it, we have to mention that um coming from the airport um john mcclain gets a ride with argyle argyle Uh, yes this Uh, guy and i i know this is gonna sound strange maybe but he looks exactly to me like the guy that plays jared in the movie booksmart um like booksmart has that like kid sidekick that's just like oh god driving drives him in a limo and he he just looks he they just have like the same expression and it's like the same character I encourage a rewatch. Think about it. I want to also just back up one little bit yeah. to the airport with Bruce Willis, where he gives uh-huh. his first, like, just super exaggerated eye roll towards California. Oh my god! He's just like, oh, people are making out. California. Was that what he was rolling his eyes at? I thought he was rolling his eyes at the luggage carts, like California. No. I'm like, you look airport, down a lot, man. Yeah. Every yeah. time something sexy happened, you look down. You had like a sexy filter. But anyway, there was this yeah, couple making like out. And he was like, oh, California. And From New York. Like, I know. I'm like, what are you, what is happening in New York City? Oh, right now that yeah. California is the like scandalous capital of the world or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. I, know. I don't even know why he's upset. I don't know why he's upset. I, it's a weird thing. Also, speaking of sexy, this is the first of three uh, cameos by Playboy Playmates. And this is probably the most interesting one because it's a, <laughs> Two thirds of the way to a smoking jacket for um, a woman, the woman from uh, Roadhouse. Oh, um, oh, blonde see. lady from Roadhouse. Yeah. Wait, yeah. freight train? I don't think it's freight train. I think oh, it's another white. That the is white. a smoking jacket. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, was right. it? Let's see. I, I lost it. I had it. Uh, right. Here I we go. It's Terry, Terry Lynn Doss, okay. who. Um, she has a chance at getting a smoking jacket. There's another one. Uh, she's also in Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay. um, oh wow. Two holiday action yeah. movies. Interesting. Oh, next year. Yeah. yeah there you so go. It was next year. <laughs> Spoiler, we're not watching Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I like that we are we are moving backwards in this plot. <laughs> we keep yeah. okay. Back to so, earlier at the airport. 
jump jump which of course to is the most important part of this movie the holiday party <laughs> yes. um of course bruce willis arrives um and just more eye rolls ensue yes and for the like i like the how first... the oh go ahead i was just gonna say that that the security guards direction is like take the express elevator and get off where you hear the noise. Like that's not how elevators work. You don't just like <laughs> wait till you hear sound and then stop the elevator. Push it, push it, push it. You can't really hear it, won't, it in an elevator. go either. up at all, you know, oh like God. anyway. But. That's amazing. So for the first like half an hour of this movie, I thought that um, Bruce Willis's wife was played by Mary Stuart Masterson. Um, oh. And I know it's Bonnie Bedelia. Who's Kieran and Macaulay Culkin's aunt, which is like this weird oh, fun huh. fun fact. Yeah. And if you look at their eyes, they're like the same. Like you can see that they're related, I feel like. But I just was like, who is this person? Like I was like, it's not Mary Stuart Masterson, but it is. And I have a hot of, take. Please. I thought for the whole movie that she was played by the character of April from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the character, right? Yeah. The cartoon. <laughs> it's it's the collar. The collar was she very has that exact collar. Yeah. And she's not wearing jumpsuit but she should be it's like the purple sidekick it's the same hair the same yes. color so that's who i thought amazing it was the entire time oh man i yeah. wish it was there was a list of women that were going to play this role like linda hamilton um is the only uh, one i can remember right now. linda hamilton carrie again fisher, um carrie fisher it was basically everyone in hollywood at this point i mean and now that i can yeah gina davis which i'm there are a lot of names on that list where i'm like yeah i think that might have been the way to go like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really attached to this woman at all. Honestly, oh, I want to hang out. I might've cared about. Right. More. Yeah. I want to hang out with those women yeah. that were at the dispatch that were like talking to him. Oh, like, those women are dumb. <laughs> I want to, ha- I think they're hilarious though. To me, that is just played by I Lauren. I have a lot Lapkus. of feelings. About I know them. Lauren Lapkus is in, the, in this movie, but that's who that is. And I just but- was like, I think they have stuff to say. I sort of <laughs> liked her in this role. She's okay. like how uh, Bruce Willis, <laughs> Bridget is showing us um, what's her face from, I'm April. blanking on her name, April, April O'Neil. O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but no, I, I like Bruce Willis is sort of the every man in this. And I think the that she is sort of the every woman, you know, she's successful and great, you know, but she's also, I think, very believable. Yeah. You know, it's not so much like Sigourney Weaver as businesswoman. She's believable yet bangable still. And we get that because we have to be introduced to belangable. She's belangable because again, my favorite Ellis, he Uh. (laughs) uh, hits on her. I'm backing up again. Anyway, he hits on her. And so we're like, oh, she's a sex. She's still a sex object, even though she's a mom and has a job. I do think that that's like a thing that was very like on purpose, frankly. To maintain her as a sex object. Yeah, that she's worth Bruce Willis kind of having, you know, not because like her being a mom is not enough. (laughs) Her having a job is not enough. She still needs to be a bangable sex She's got to be belangable. But Um, in the meanwhile, he's going to look at like all those boobs that we see throughout the movie. (laughs) I know my, for some reason, uh, my filter in this movie was just like uh, anti-sex. I don't know. Apparently I didn't get to see boobs. I didn't get to see making out. Maybe. Mm. Okay. Was it cartoon? <laughs> it was a cartoon. <laughs> oh, that would be yeah. cool. It mine did have April O'Neill in it. <laughs> Can we talk about this office? Because I've, yeah. I've always, I'm always, we've talked about a lot of mm-hmm. offices from the eighties, mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. one is like primo supremo. I mean, it yeah. has a waterfall. First of all, it has like a rainforest in the middle of it. 
And then everybody has their own private bathroom that looks like a bathroom. No, and a- they don't. Well, I know they don't, but higher ups have a many private do. bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get like your own like ensuite. Like <laughs> it looks like the rainforest section of the Baltimore Aquarium. Like yeah. it's like it's just fully encased in glass and it's like a theme park. But it you was, always get the water rushing sounds. I know. It was supposed to be um, that the screenwriters envisioned that the Nakatomi had bought Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Water yes. house, oh. deconstructed it, then reconstructed it on this floor. It's wild. And that, yeah. Well, I get it. That makes so sense. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, we we have um, the Holly and John hanging out as he gets sort of cleaned up, you know, giving himself He's cosplaying as Bridget's grandfather. Yeah. The sort of <laughs> towel under the armpits, uh, bath and doing fists with his toes. Um, I'm glad that in both of the holiday movies we've watched so far, people are doing like weird baths in their life. Oh yeah. We've been traveling. We need a bath in the totally. <laughs> yeah. I know he needs to freshen up like at yeah. her work okay and he, look, he's I there mean, to be her guest yes this is my question is he and then at the end he's like or somewhere during it he's like i i was mistakenly invited to a holiday party so what is happening like why is he there i assume he's gonna see his kids why did he right. meet her at work when he go to the house and relieve she, poor paulina because she invited him you know it's okay. like i think he they still have some i don't know it also did, like she invited him to rub in his face that she's like using her maiden name or, no, okay. but that is what kicks off the fight that they have. I know. Um, didn't miss my name, I see. <sighs> Meanwhile, yeah. cut to the footage of a box truck driving down the street. Bum, bum, bum. Several times. We're just supposed yeah. to, it's just like, it's like, it's like they're like, hey, do you know that there's also traffic? <laughs> I, I don't know. I know we're supposed to pay attention. The music changes and you're like, and we get the, to understand bum, bum, that bum, it's bum, like, bum, 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 right. bum, which I loved. Yeah. Ode oh, to yeah. joy. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Joy. They really lean on Ode to joy um, in this movie, which it comes back and back and back. Um, Different versions slowed yeah. down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the thriller. You know, yeah. Uh, it's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I like it too. Um, so yeah, the bad I mean, guys roll up, right? Yeah. And uh, it's a box truck and uh, another a car. And Michael Bolton gets out. And see the one that shoots the front desk guy? Yep, he he, he does. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Which they is, have yeah. very quiet guns. Well, the whole scene is very movies. quiet until it's not. It's it's interesting. Like it's felt to me like Bruce Willis was wandering through that building, like looking for like an elevator, like for ever with no sound. I have like, a few questions. Well, one is about that building, which is like how much of that like building, which like the Yaka Nakatomi office is like <laughs> clearly very established, but then there's like so many floors that look unfinished. It's very like um adventures in babysitting. Like well, has kind of the same vibe. So it was the Fox um whatever headquarters and they oh, right, just built yeah. this and Floors were still under construction, oh. and they just filmed them there, and no. just built the sets. I think, I think, right there. Yeah, um, they like rented. They like paid rent to themselves. I think. Right. I yeah. Okay, but in the plot, as a plot, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. But I think that's a vacant place. That's a thing, you know. But why? What do you mean, why? Why like, would why not rent out the space? Like, why keep it? Uh, you just empty? haven't haven't had time. You're like oh, okay. you're actively 
it just takes you finished certain floors, but you haven't finished them all. And so, so you've rented out the ones that have finished. So in the movie, it's supposed to be a new building. Yeah. That they've just moved into. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a throwaway line in it I as well. Um, yeah. My couchmate also asks a question about uh, the precedent for this character that we've seen a few times, or what is the precedent for this sort of like tech, the tech oh savvy gosh. member yeah. of the, not, of the, <laughs> the, like, the terrorists. <laughs> wacky tech, tech. Like there's always one, right? Like, yeah, there is and, always like, one. And I think this guy evolves to basically being like the guy that's in Dante's peak and everything else. Like right. he gets, I feel like throughout time, he gets a little goofier, a little quirkier, a little more lovable. This guy is like kind of maniacal. This guy's kind of like he's like this tech savvy guy, well, but he's like he seems like I feel unhinged. like this isn't a good job because it's like you're the one everybody's depending on, and if you screw up, like other people will just shoot you, right? Yeah, they won't. You mean because the good guys will shoot mess- him? No, because the bad guys will shoot him. Because it's like, well, your job is you're not the muscle, you're the brain. So if you can't do your brain job, then you're just a liability to us. So that's not how crime organizations You don't get your Christmas bonus; you get shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, they all seem unhinged and German. Yeah, they all, all do. But Sorry, they also German. they seem. I don't think like, any of them are German. <laughs> No, th- none it's of them just are. Hans? Um, <laughs> What's he? Uh-huh. He's Alan British. Rickman? He's German. He's Alan Brit- Rickman? They're supposed to be German in yeah. this. That's what uh, I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah, you're no, saying I know, it's... but like none of the oh. actors. The actors, yeah. Fun they're, fact, they're, they're not all German, though, because, well, Bruce yeah, Willis is The only is German, German is Bruce Willis. <laughs> His mother's German, and he was yeah. born in Germany. I didn't know It meant not all of them, because the tech guy has got an American accent. Right. He okay. is the only He's one that's supposed to be American. There's, there's, an Asian, there's an Asian man on their Uli? squad. Uli? Is, does he, he have any lines? No. I couldn't tell if he was German or not. He did have some lines, but he, okay. he was not German. Um, okay. And fun fact, in the German version, uh, yeah. they're all Irish separatist uh, terrorists because at the time in the 80s, there was a lot of German terrorism. And so it wasn't. Did we talk were. about this before on this podcast? Or I don't think somebody so. Somebody else tell me that. Okay. You probably you could have read it somewhere. It's a fun It's a fun, it's a fun fact. fact. They, it's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we. Uh, the two guys come in the front door, pretend to be talking about football, shoot the the first guy. Then I think they work as like a well-oiled machine, like the yeah. whole terrorist that, yeah. to show us that they're these are very competent bad guys. Yeah, they're not nervous. Like these guys are really com- competent and confident and like mm-hmm. ju- like kind of it almost it almost had like this Joker vibe to it. They're just rolling in and like not afraid of chaos, but also like have a goal and they're gonna do it especially, especially carl like him and his brother are like connecting Aww, things and cutting things and carl yeah. just goes with the, the chainsaw just cutting them do you think that was man. a callback like love actually when alan rickman has has to say like carl yes yes carl like he says it in this too he says carl a lot and i'm like huh it must be if, right maybe i wonder hmm. if he got to name the character but so I, I understand their savviness and their, their like operation, but they do waste a lot of bullets. I'd like to say mm. they're just shooting willy nilly every which way, like, especially when they come off the elevator, which I do think is kind of a fun little moment where they're just kind of like 
enter the party and nobody knows who they are. And then they just start shooting the sky. I guess, I guess the point is to to scare people, which yeah, get people's attention. But like, you know, I just feel like they're like extra wasting a lot of bullets for what they're doing. I mean, I think I was just going to say, I think this was like the time period where this was like the grandest weapon you could have. Like, I feel like the eighties, like um, and early nineties was like obsessed with like automatic weapons, like Sub every machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Every movie had, Don't this you just, think like, today people are still obsessed with, yeah, but I think it's even, even accelerated today in movies to like nuclear, like oh, missile launchers. Like it's just even more destruction. Um, just to the yeah. point of the football as a distraction, which they also use later on. I, right? Isn't he watching football or something? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I feel like that's a, something I would use as a terrorist because I would like, yeah, everybody here will care about football, right? And then you're like fake talking about it and yeah. fake watching it. So I think that would be me because I would nice. be like, I'm not from here. Everybody likes football. <laughs> that's a good move. Uh, so yeah, the, the bad guys sort of set up shop. They they find the uh, Mr. Takaki. Who they don't know what he looks like. They like, do. They I think they're playing with profi- him. No, they're playing they're profiling. With him. He stops at every age. Snape stops at every Asian man and they harasses know. him. But I think they're just screwing with him. Well, they must be because like they have like every single fact about every everywhere he went to school, everywhere he works, all, everything. But they've like managed to not find a picture of him. Or are they like so racist that they can't tell who this man is? <laughs> I, I like to think that they're just since they're sort of playing characters as these terrorists, they're sort of just wasting time and they're mm. doing this on purpose. Oh, that's um, fun. Like a meta, like they're putting on a performance is what terrorists would do. Right. That's fun. So Wait, there's a lot of like terrorists. No, no, they're just like robbers. <laughs> they're just bank robbers. They're not like an they're organized. They're not like some organized cause or like anti-government. They, they just, just want like, money. Yeah. Oh, huh. So a lot of what they do is like this, like, send the police or the FBI off on threads of like trying to chase right. down terrorist groups. Mm-hmm. I see. Interesting. This is fun. Asian Dawn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so... And they're trying to. Steer... I mean, I know he says who said we were terrorists, but I thought yeah. it was like a joke. No, it, it was all a ruse. Okay. Um, so yeah, they try to get the codes from Mr. Takagi. Takagi. Nakatumi, Takagi, Takagi, and he's like, I don't have him. You're just gonna have to kill me, and then they they kill him. I know. Which, like, yeah, man, like, tell him the code because it's the code to. Is it the code to bearer bonds? Which I know we talked to talked about on this podcast before. Like, they want bearer bonds, or they want bear the detonators. Bear bonds. No, they they want bear bonds. Um, which are like the bitcoin of the 80s okay got it i'd like to talk about a moment here where bruce willis does an impression of the grinch stealing things on christmas because he's like slithering around on the floor it looks like he is a cartoon (laughs) he's just like writhing and slithering across the floor like on his his fingertips Mm -hmm. that's what it looked like to me they teach you that in new york cop school Clearly, oh that's the move that you do. I was thinking about like through the movie, like if he was like NYPD and he's talking about like having to, he's essentially like a detective, like how ill-equipped for any of this he would be. It's just like, <laughs> so is the, is the whole bit about the like rubbing your toes in the carpet, is that just to get him barefoot for the entire yep. movie? Yep. And like, what's that about? He's even, I mean, it just puts him even more as an underdog. He's outnumbered. He d- 
you know, doesn't have the same firepower as these guys. And then now he doesn't have shoes on. Hot take. I think this movie is the action, the more action version of Home Alone. It's like a Christmas movie. It's a lot to do with people just stepping on glass and trying, you know, to w- make their way through a house. It's like one soul, little man in a building torturing other people. Like the bad guys are the good guys. The good guys are the bad guys. Are these bad guys good guys? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. You're not what? on Team Hans. No, no. I, they're I, bad guys. They're I forgot guys. though. Like, but it is like an anti hero. But like Bruce Willis is like caught in between good i know he's supposed to be good but at some point i did find myself rooting for alan rickman like when they had a face yeah, off i mean because he's so anti-establishment and you're just like the fbi i guess is bad <laughs> well i don't yeah. think that that business is doing all the best things in the world right like what, it that, isn't interesting what are they doing that's bad i just didn't pick up on it i don't know maybe they're building just, like, bridges with corporate weird parks in the middle of it that no one can get to um yeah rough yeah uh anyways uh bruce willis scampers off i uh, tries to set off the fire alarms and call it which in. is smart yeah yeah and you get your your scene with the isn't this the scene with the your no, the dispatchers. The no dispatchers? because yeah. earlier he oh no they right. no because they they realize the fire alarms have gone off and then the front desk guy they call and cancel or whoever it. calls and cancels it yeah. which is smart too i mean people are like alan rickman but then later, those doing. those women use that against him when he CBs into them. And I love like, it. This is only for official business. Um, yeah, I've, they're in so, just a different movie. I yeah, <laughs> Bruce Willis uh, gets in a fight with Carl's brother, uh, Henrik, or something like that. I think it's him, uh, Heinrich, and kills Long him. Gets German. his yes, gets his glasses. Basically, we'll call him. Gets his submachine gun, right. uh, and then his walkie-talkie, and that's when he's able to later call into the the giggle gals. Talk to, and then later Carl Winslow. Mm. Yeah. Who is Carl uh, Winslow, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. He's Carl Winslow playing Carl Winslow in LA before they moved to Chicago. I was wondering where it was. Cause they're like, are they in LA? Like this could like legitimately be the same no. character. And she's pregnant. It's like, is that like Laura? Like who knows? Maybe he <laughs> shot someone in Chicago and Reginald Val, jo- Val Johnson. Amazing. He's great. Um, but it can't be because Harriet Winslow is an elevator operator in Chicago in the building where Larry and Balky work. And that's how Family Matters came to be. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, it's actually a guy. spinoff of, of, of Perfect, Perfect Strangers. Strangers? Whoa. Because of Harriet. Oh, my god! turned out to not be the star of that show, Steve Urkel. Wow. I and then they just was... disappeared that daughter. I could do I know one. the middle Let one. Me, Judy. What no, happened the, to the middle the one? The youngest one, Judy. Judy. Yeah. yeah. And then they brought in Richie, who was, who was uh, aunt. Disappearing Judy is like. Intense. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, thing. Well, speaking of Carl Winslow, though, in this movie, like we feel you went into it, like his backstory is that he is a desk. He's a he's a cop that, you know, he's at that 7-Eleven or whatever, getting something for his pregnant wife. And at that moment, he says that I'm like, this guy's dying. This guy's going to die if we know his <laughs> wife is pregnant. And he's a cop like he's right. dead. Um, but he never said, alert. you know. I'm two days from retirement. It wasn't, so yeah, like, it wasn't close yeah. enough. He's to retirement. in the second Die Hard, and I did look that up on yeah. Wikipedia. But so then he gets kind of, he gets to tell Bruce Willis's life story and why he works behind the desk. And it's because <laughs> they're joking around. Then he's like, oh, I uh, shot a kid. 
and uh, it was dark and he had a, what did he say? Like a water gun. So I shot him. A laser him. gun. Laser gun. So I shot him. And uh, then not, not only did like, did he not get fired or put in jail? He then has to work a desk, but it wasn't even the police force's idea. It was him that felt like he couldn't handle being out on the street. And right. Like, but they were going to let him still be a cop. Oh my gosh. Like this place so different. I, I like, I, oh, yeah. I like could not believe he was saying this out loud casually to this man in this building. I, oh, that's a rough backstory. Yeah, for real. Uh, so yeah. And then, uh, so we have him on the scene, then more cops show up, um, Bruce Willis goes to the roof to I, this is where he calls the dispatchers. Yeah, yeah the he's like, yeah, freaking out on the roof. And then obviously they're like, oh, on the roof is where he would be. And so they send a bunch of people to go get him, Carl. And then we have sort of the running through the the ducks, their ducks is where this happens. Yeah. He t- touches the second, or I guess this would have been the th- third Playboy playmate at this point, uh, calendar uh-huh. on the wall. Right. First we see it and then he goes right. back and touches exactly. it for and he says something which is like touch these titties for good luck. He doesn't say that, but that's basically what he says. <laughs> his, eye, his eyes are saying his that. eyes says says exactly it. that. Oh my gosh. Is this when when does he fall down the vent and catch himself? Here. It's like right at the end of this scene. I love this. Um, and I was reading this fun fact about it where the and Phil correct me if I'm wrong, but the stunt double really did miss the vent. Um, and I don't know what they didn't, the fun fact didn't tell me what happened to that stunt double, but then they just recut it. Like he was supposed to catch himself on the first open vent and he didn't, and he missed it. He's but not I, dead. I thought is they he, then, he dead? He, no, no. Cause he's obviously doing it over like a inflatable thing, but he caught like the fourth one, I think. And then they like re-edited it to have Bruce Willis catch himself on the second one. Yeah. Something right? like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks incredible. It, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. When do you guys think that like, I mean, I know we've, again, we've seen it in a few movies. Speed is one. I know I'm trying to remember the others, but like that elevator shafts are these scary places. I mean, I'm, I think it's obviously scary. We've talked about it on this podcast, but you know, it's such a thing. And I think it presents instant fear because it's like heights crushing yourself. Yeah. You know, getting trapped in an elevator getting trapped all at once. Well, fun fact, was it the cinematographer yeah. or the, one of the pr- directors the c- cinematographer in this one on in this film while making it got trapped in an elevator. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then went on to direct that scene in speed. So he kind of got the idea oh. for the, the elevator trapping, like, like, threat um on this set of this one and then directed speed I think, so it could be that yeah. we're so afraid of it because of this one man <laughs> it just keeps on putting this in front of our faces and then they made that ride in like universal studios where you just tower like, of terror tower of terror totally yeah which is basically this movie come to life we fall in an elevator shaft. i mean i don't know if you've ever gotten in an elevator with louie my dog um bridget you have he yeah. makes himself oh, yeah. real low he just tries to spread himself out like a pancake um, cause like dogs know what's up. I feel like yeah. dogs know it's like, we shouldn't be this high. We shouldn't be this high. This isn't cool. And we're like humans. I feel like we do have it in our brains somewhere of like, mm, it's dangerous. <laughs> and I'll trust it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love, oh yeah. When those, those ladies from the 911 call, they get so upset. I just want to back up for a second. Yeah. And they're like mad that there's gunshots. She's like, she like winces when she hears the gunshots. She's like annoyed that like, yes. How dare you play those loud gunshots in my ear instead of like taking it seriously? Oh, I love it. Oh, so good. Um, so we get, let's see. I'm 
So Carl blocks. Winslow goes up yeah. to the door and this is where the security guard, but terrorist pretends to like be watching football. And I was saying like, they picked the right terrorist to be the security guard guy. Cause he, not only does he yeah. have to like be the muscle and not be scared, but he has to be like an actor. You know, <laughs> he's quite he, good. He's, he's, he's good. the only believable one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he has his like, feet up. He's like very relaxed. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then Carl Winslow leaves. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Bruce Willis drops the body on him. And then he's like, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. And then they, they start shooting his car. He's like, God damn it. Jesus Christ. I love that part. <laughs> oh my God. He's amazing. He's so uh, good. I really want, uh, the next Die Hard to just be about him. Yes, um, Jimmy. <laughs> Spinoff. Him and Harriet. Yeah. Oh, it's called it's called uh, the Steve Urkel show. I do have at this point, I've heard of a, a genre of film that's referred to as uh, copaganda, yeah. which this definitely, and I mean like speed, and I feel like a lot of the action movies of this time, almost specifically LAPD, but like the the cops are definitely heroes of the world um in these films you think they are in this oh because of bruce willis but the other ones are awful well because of him because of carl winslow like okay but they're the underdog cops like the actual cops can't do their jobs like they're out there being like i don't really believe these are terrorists you know like i don't you know what i mean like i guess you mean those dispatchers i will say even like bruce willis especially at the beginning is sort of a dick um but are we so okay? Maybe maybe I'm seeing it the wrong way. Because are we supposed to think? Because I would say, especially in the beginning, middle, and end of this movie, he is a dick. And so, like, are we supposed to think he's like great, or do it's we... sort of like this curmudgeon? And I I, I want to say this was sort of the character he played on Moonlighting of just you know oh, sort of the Moonlighting. Gruff... That's yeah, <laughs> kind of this like resentful like I'm a good. Good guy, good guy like a, but I've a got a five o'clock show. shadow. Yeah. yeah, like love interest, bad guy, Ugh. good guy. I just, uh, yeah, honestly, I was, we were watching this and I'm like, I can't think of another character on film that I'd be least interested in hanging out with than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think he's, he's not my hero. He's, I don't know. He's not really I just think he's so boring, but mm. yeah. Uh, Philip's covering up his tank yeah, top. Yeah, I'm getting a little, little chilly. <laughs> so, chilly. Um, so, so we, we uh, start yeah. to get the cat and mouse between Hans and uh, John over the CB, and they start, you know, talking to each other about like John Wayne and American cowboys. Yeah, they have a heart to heart. And this is where we get the line of of the movie of Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, or melon farmer, if you will. I clapped because I knew they were going to. Well, they could have said Die Hard which we should talk about what that's about. And when I was, I guess when I was little and I heard this movie, I always thought for some reason they were talking about batteries. Were there batteries called Die Hard? Uh, no, it's called oh, that. It's, oh, um, oh, what is it? It's not Energizer. It's Duracell. It's, Die what Hard. is it? <laughs> no. I don't know. But I thought, I always thought the movie was about batteries. So. Uh, good, good as time as any to do the German title corner. Yes, please. Um, so it is uh, Sturb Langsam, which is Die Slowly. Oh, interesting. Die Slowly versus Die Hard. Yeah. I just want you guys mm. to know that Die Hard is a type of car battery. Oh, okay. It is Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was about batteries. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. What does that mean, though? Like that you live, live high, live live hard die hard bad boys do it well 
Mm, I don't know. You guys know that song? I do know that you've sung it. <laughs> you do because I sang it or because no, you no. When I, I caught onto it, like as you stopped, I'm like, okay, got that song. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the next note I wrote down was news reporter drama. Oh my gosh. And this news reporter's name is Harvey Johnson. Who's that character from Bye Bye Birdie? And I'm like, is he supposed to be, you know, Harvey John, like um, from Telephone Hour and Bye Bye Bernie, Birdie. It's like, hello, Mrs. Sanders. This is Harvey, Harvey Johnson. Johnson. Can, Can I, I speak, speak to oh, Penelope? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, Harvey Johnson. Could it be him? It's not. It, well, no, I guess timing wise, <laughs> it couldn't be him. Like 30 <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess he was. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. This is the podcast. So we have all the cops doing sort of boneheaded things of trying to send people in to to attack the building. And they send in their little tank thingy that they send it in from like three miles away, just slowly driving. So they have time to move think, things around. Um, my brother-in-law's opinion on this was absolutely yes. But do we think that the LAPD is this well-resourced? Like, yes. Oh, it's like a tank, you mean? Yeah, like they just they just look like the military, but I guess in the 80s and 90s, maybe they were. Yeah. Like at what point would they I guess they call the FBI. It feels like they would call the National Guard in the And the guy who's like the assistant deputy general, I don't know what his name is. The actor is the is the principal, the oh vice God. principal from the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the principal on everything. And like in every movie he's in, he starts with, "Hey, mister, don't think you've gotten away with anything. I mean, he says that in like every movie. It's wild. It's like, you know, could you imagine like you will only ever play a cop like Carl Winslow, where you'll yeah. only ever play a, a mean administrator. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I wanted to be a love interest. It's like, nope, cop or administrator. man. Yeah. So Holly is inside and she's, do you think she's trying to like, they put her up to try to like negotiate with the terrorists? She asks for a couch for a pregnant employee she wants to send her into another room mm. and and the guys and and snape is like oh, yeah, i'm not gonna let that happen but like i'll bring a couch out to the lobby i guess i was just trying to find out like what was going on there is she just stalling is she trying to distract them no she's she's just trying to keep them as comfortable as safe she's sort of the leader of the hostage, <laughs> yeah. hostages yeah oh, at see. this point because she was sort of second in command right. Now that um, Takagi's dead, I think she's like the leader. Um, and she, no, and, she's just trying to protect him, not sort of like. Yeah, I don't think she had. Yeah, I don't think she has a strategy. Um, there, there isn't much of one. You can't. I don't know. What can you but do? You know, with, I mean, she doesn't have some like uh, point break security guard. Like, you right. know, what I mean, like she's not she's not trying to plot. I think she's just trying to like, motive, get through yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Um, but I love. So th- I think this, is this where Ellis goes up to? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I called him Rolex for a long time in this film because um, of that <laughs> show, line. Show him the watch. Show him the watch. Wait, can Rolex. we talk really quick about the bomb thing that Bruce Willis sets off that like oh God. Is almost that knocks this? the entire building down? Yeah, it's insanely large. I don't know why um, he thought he, there would be another result to this. Like he drops it down a shaft and then it comes up, which I don't drop well, any bombs, but I knew that was going to happen. I don't think regular... New York city cops. I don't know what like his position. I assume like just homicide detective, but I don't think they deal with C4 a whole lot. I guess not. I guess not. But wouldn't you think he, like if you bomb the, the base of a building, (laughs) yeah, it's not going to be great for you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I I would have made the same choice. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I just don't think he knows what he's doing a lot of the time. Um, yeah, it's and he true. It's very, very lucky. Uh, but yeah, so we have Ellis, you know, Spreckensy talk and goes in to negotiate oh after <laughs> bumping a few more lines. Um, and I love Alan Rickman's handling of this. Like, you figured all that out. Like, I, I just love him taunting, irritating. He's irritated, and he, but he has enough energy to taunt him, barely. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really love. Which we um, must say that this is Alan Rickman's first uh, major film yeah. role, which I had no yes. idea that this was his first. He, he does so, look like a baby. Yeah, he so, looks really But he's young. like 40 something. I know, but he looks like a baby compared to like yeah. Snape and Love Actually. Right. Well, and I think after so this, good he, at this, he had a hard time not getting villain roles. I mean, like he got, it's it's not like a dissimilar character, I guess, in like Prince of Thieves. Um, oh, right. And I'm other curious. films. Yeah, I'm curious about that voice, right? So I'm always curious about like, mm-hmm. did he sort of sound like that before? And then they were like, turn it up. Like, you really mean the German it? or you mean the, his voice? His gravelly voice. It's like very like gravelly. I know. I'm trying to do like as an actor, if you're like, well, I don't know if it's gravelly. It feels it's almost like his tongue is in the back of his throat. It's just gurgling. Yeah, it's like. Cut your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> it's like he's well, like he it's like he's go like swallowed a bee. It's like his throat is closing up. As we uh, later find out, uh, when he pretends to be one of the hostages, he has two accents. It's basically his British accent, whether he's trying to be German or this, yeah. or his American accent of just like, no, no, don't kill <laughs> no, me, don't kill me. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he kind of leans into Southern with the American accent, but I yeah. think. Yeah. Just the quality. I think that's just the quality of his voice. I think his tongue sits like at the back of his throat. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, I think he does turn it up sometimes. And then so Ellis is trying to negotiate. Like, didn't you guys fully expect that Ellis was this is where they were gonna figure out who Bruce Willis's wife was and Ellis is gonna offer her up? And then it like totally doesn't happen. And spoiler alert, sorry, Bridget, but Ellis just dies. Yeah. Um, and gets shot here. Um, <laughs> this this is where Bridget fell asleep. Yeah. Because um, Ellis is trying to like <laughs> climb his way up and become, he's trying oh, to become God. part of this society. I don't really understand what he's doing. He's trying to hand over Bruce Willis to Alan Rickman for why? Well, he just thinks that Bruce Willis is causing too much trouble. And if they just sort of hunker down, they'll all make it out alive. But if Bruce Willis causes all this trouble, they'll get killed. And um, I think, again, that we're we're supposed to kind of feel like, you know, he, he got slighted by Holly earlier. And it sounds like yeah. he's been trying to hook up with her and she's been saying no. I didn't realize he had done as much cocaine as he had. <laughs> Which <laughs> It makes his plan make more sense. Yeah. And the joke that I've never gotten, and I think Nora was the one that pointed it out. Um, so as he's at that table, they bring him a Coke, which the joke is he, he most likely oh. asked if anyone, if he could get some Coke. That's so um, funny. Because I didn't under, I've been watching Succession and I got confused with something yeah. that happens in that. Like, I was just like, because he gives him a look. And I'm like, what is this Coke placement yeah. here? Oh, that is really I funny. think it was like, yeah, I, I, I didn't get it until what a it was fun joke. Out to me. Yeah. Good job. Um, and so, of course, uh, John McClane gets on the, the CB, can't talk him down, and uh, Ellis gets shot. Um, yeah. But great seed, great seed by everyone involved. Uh, and also, you can slightly see that um, 
Hans, the actor, is afraid of or doesn't like the sound of gunshots. And so he mm. fl- he would always flinch whenever he shot the gun and they had to edit it out. But you can barely see it in the scene. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wait, that I'm, Alan I'm Rickman didn't like Alan, it? Alan Rickman, I'm, yeah. He I'm wasn't used Alan to it. Oh, yeah. And too. they used really, really loud uh, blanks in this movie to tighten up the tension. And uh, Bruce Willis actually got hearing loss in this oh that's a wow well it's so echoey Mm -hmm. is this when the bad guy from goonies shows up as like another cop he's one of like the fratelli brothers oh (laughs) goonies and he's there's so many layers of cops Um, oh yeah this is so the fbi comes in which was all part of uh, alan rickman's plan and it's johnson and johnson um which is just a funny gag oh yeah that is no relation Yeah, yeah that's fun um yeah and right so it's all part of his plan because if the fbi comes then they cut the power and that takes care of the last lock (laughs) in the vault and that's how they get some bears um bear bonds are they going after bear bonds or detonators or is that the same thing they no this is not the same thing (laughs) (laughs) so their one goal is to get 650 million dollars in bear bonds and but they need and then what do you do with that Oh my gosh, what do you there, do? Then? You could do whatever you want to. But how and, do you like, do you trade it in? And somebody's like, where'd you yeah. get these? And you're like, oh, I know, I earned them myself. I believe I mean, we- it doesn't matter because it's like, it's this fungible currency that you Ooh, can use fungible. anywhere. It's not traceable. I love yeah. fungibles when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, like those, like you can Fun make dip. like a tiny pizza or. Oh, yes, I do know what you mean now. I mean, this is kind of like a question we have with like, we've had it with speed. Like we've had it, maybe it's only speed, but like, oh, and like point break too. It's like, what, what do you do when you steal this right. amount of money and you're on the radar? Like people know what you look like. Right. So well, what are you going to do? Well, Unless this you is murder what you, everybody in that room. Yeah. That is what they're going to do. This is what oh. they need the detonators for. They're going to get all the terror or the hostages on the roof. They're going to blow up the top of the roof, pretend that they all got killed as well. Oh. And they're going to escape out the bottom in the ambulance. That oh, is I their didn't... plan. Spoilers. Oh, oh that's I what didn't... the ambulance was for. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so they're going to leave in the ambulance first and then blow it up. Um, I think they were going to blow it up first. And then how would the they? How would they not die? They're just blowing up the top of the building. It's where Argyle is at the bottom floor the is bottom. where like the ambulance well, is. Well, I know so that, gonna... but like that's a risky thing because like what if the yeah. building just collapses on you? Right. See, exactly. unlike John McClane, they know how to use C4. Oh. Maybe. Um, yeah. Okay. They certainly know how to like manage steam. A lot of them for this movie are just managing like steam that's coming out of pipes. Yeah. <laughs> so you check like in with them and they're just like heat. <laughs> it's like the Titanic. Um, yeah. Quick uh, question. Um, yeah. Would we consider the detonators in this movie to be a MacGuffin? Um, yeah, sort uh, of. Or the bear I, mean, <laughs> I wish you could see Katie's face. <laughs> she just wants a MacGuffin so bad. I have it written down. I have um, detonator equals MacGuffin. Question mark. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. It right? is this thing that he's got and they they need. Yeah, it could have been really anything, but it's because they could have just sort of ignored him if it weren't for the fact that he had their detonators. Um, okay, well that makes me very happy. But now I have a million follow-up questions. So like, 
uh, Bruce Willis has the detonators on. This is where I couldn't figure out like what is happening. Like he did he find them at some point and then he has he them killed killed one of the guys who had oh, them. I've, ha- I've, uh, Heinrich it might have been Heinrich. Yeah, got it. Okay. Heinrich. Okay. And oh, because they have the detonators. Sorry. <laughs> this whole time I thought this building contained detonators. That's why I said it was like a nuclear <laughs> plant. Uh, now I understand why. Never you mind. Yeah. I understand this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um anyways, I, I forget why, but they they trap him, Bruce Willis, on the sort of computer server floor. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is, this is where they shoot the glass. That's fine. And makes sense. And this is where they get the detonators back. Um, yes, it was. I mean, this is where they pull a real Macaulay Culkin to his Daniel Daniel Stern, and then Bruce Willis has to like traipse across glass and bare feet, which I read was like molds of his feet. Like it was like fake. Like if you look closely, his feet are just like kind of bigger than they actually there are. Feet because- on top of his feet. Yeah, they're like skin. It's like molds on like top of sho- it. shoes that look like feet. Because they yeah. had to use real glass. <laughs> no, it was just for. I think they wanted the effect of it going in and stuff. Oh, I see. No, yeah. I think that was just prosthetic. But like for him wearing these like shoe feet, that's just because in case something was on the ground, they didn't want their star to get. Oh, I see. Injured. They did the same thing with uh, Steve Rogers on uh, the first. Captain America. He had like mm. shoe feet. feet, shoe feet, shoe, shoe feet. You wearing those shoe feet? Uh, are the <laughs> finger what? What are those finger like? shoes? Finger shoes. Yeah. Do you think people? I know a couple of people that are still super into the barefoot running trend, um, like literally just barefoot. And now I wonder if they're just wearing shoe feet. I'm giving them too much credit. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. have to look at their ankles. I know. Yeah. Yep. See if you can see the line. Totally. But yeah, Unless they're like thigh high shoe feet. <laughs> Oh my god, a body like a bodysuit just for your feet. No, but just up to your thighs. You gotta get my yeah. run in, you know. That would be know. hard to put like on. Pantyhose. Though. Yeah, it'd be but but more difficult to put on because it's like, like a zipper rubber. Oh. Pantyhose are kind of shoe feet when you think about it. A skin zipper. The thinnest of shoe feet, Katie. <laughs> They're not that helpful with glass. And they don't yeah. go between your toes. Yeah, you're right. No. That's true. <laughs> uh, and needless to say, like this whole walking on glass thing is my nightmare. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about you. I was like, uh, I can't believe you've been watching it. I've <laughs> got still have a piece of glass in my yeah, foot from when I stepped at it when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you mentioned that during the Home Alone. Oh yeah, podcast. oh yeah, because it's it haunts yeah. me. To traumatic. This day. It's traumatic. Yeah. I still, if I step the right way, I can feel it. Every Ooh, once in a while. yikes. Mm. Um. Um. So yeah, we have uh, eventually John and Carl have their big fight um, where it's like, this is personal, you know? I loved this switch. Like, or wait, were we not there yet to where like Alan Rickman and like they meet? Oh or yeah. Not? Well, I think we're, we've already passed it. I oh, believe. oops. We're like, yeah. he fakes. I mean, we talked about him with his accent, faking it out. I loved that part. I thought that was so interesting. I kind of wanted more. Cause I didn't realize it was happening for a while. I was like, why isn't he just shooting him? And then I was like, oh, he doesn't know what he looks like. Yeah. He just knows what he sounds like. It's kind of fun. And he faked the right name, Bill Clay. Uh, I know. Fake- so, yeah. Yeah. And gave him a gun. It's like they were both suspicious about each other, and that's right. how they played it. Uh, and then of course he gives him the gun, but it's no bullets, Hans. I really like that. <laughs> at this at this point, 
Annie noticed that like when they're going through like the duct work and like behind the scenes, somebody has like spray painted Mary. <laughs> like right. somebody's there like <laughs> I, spray I painting that. Christmas messages. <laughs> like who's doing that? But then they ran out of time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like there's no the backstory to that is bananas. <laughs> I guess if they're sort of still building the building, like construction workers might have done it. Too. Yeah. Super good mood. Oh my gosh. As they're yeah. sort of setting it up, they're like playboy oh. hut on the top floor as well right, so right 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 yeah every 80s movie has a playboy hut no when was when is the the volcano movie from is that from the 80s 90s yeah. i think that's 90s oh, oh, sorry oh. yeah it was 90s sorry maybe just always uh, there's just always a playboy hut so yeah uh hans eventually figures out that john and holly are married um and then he it's her. And this is then when we have the Carl and Bruce Willis fight. Oh, I can't believe Katie's leaving this podcast right now when she knows that I fell asleep during this part. Uh, yeah. Keep going, <laughs> Philip. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go through these plot points because we're just sort of running just, up the building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they send all the hostages to the roof so they can blow it up. Uh, Bruce Willis figures figures this out and puts them all down. And then, of course, this is when the FBI shows up with their attack helicopters and then think he's a terrorist oh, yeah. and then shoot at him. And this is the famous scene where he has to like, jump off the top of the building with the fire hose uh, and then bash through another glass window with his feet uh, to get in. And Ugh. the the hostages are saved. They're down. It's chaos. Um, I loved that. I loved that sequence that like fi- the fire hose. I mean, there's so, so much that it wouldn't work about it, right? Like the hose are just burn. You're like, it's, it's, you know, and it like didn't even click. It didn't, the, the um metal that the hose is wrapped around, like it's not that you just like hit a wall forward and then it just stops. There has to be something like bracing it from the top too. It's just like a terrible plan, yeah. but I don't know. I loved, I love the fall. It just kind of reminded me of like climbing, I guess. And then just like shooting the window <laughs> and going in. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it makes it in, uh, hostages get down, it's chaos. Uh, Hans and I guess his last henchman that's left uh, are collecting bear bonds with Holly. Um, to be fair, see. I want to be fair to the poor like yeah. FBI agents. Like, of course they think he's a terrorist because he's shooting an automatic weapon at these people oh, yeah. to get their attention. He's like shooting <laughs> right above their heads and he like keeps on doing it. And is this, is this when... Like um, the principal from Breakfast Club says, I guess I'm going to need some more FBI agents when the helicopter goes down. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I was wondering if like, because when the explosion went off, I was like, oh, wait, did they die in this? Yeah. I just couldn't remember. And then, of course, we see the helicopters like falling down. And yeah, I know. Tragic. It's so uh, fascinating in movies how we're just attached to like the only thing that matters is that Bruce Willis and his wife and Carl Winslow comes out alive. Like everybody else could die. Oh, and I know. I do. It's it's just wild. Yeah. Uh, then we have Argyle taking out the the nerdy guy. Um, yeah. Good job, Argyle. Yeah. Just punches him. Um, and then the final scene where John Clayton only has two bullets left. Um, mm-hmm. So. He tapes them to his back of his neck with a Christmas tape. And oh, then, right. yeah, he starts laughing maniacally. <laughs> Holly, duck. Or he doesn't say duck. It's just Holly. 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 I mean, there's so many points in this movie where you're just like, shoot him. Just shoot mm-hmm. him. What are you doing? Uh, I have Kill it underlined him. several times. That- they just taunt him. There's just no, I mean, there's a reason for him to keep Holly. Like, 
some of it makes sense of like why they don't kill other people but with john like at this point really. no Hans like should have just shot him yes and it makes no yeah. sense that he wouldn't have because he's he's pretty quick to just shoot people yeah. um yeah after he's done with them so and oh yeah so they get to the bottom there's celebrations of course you know reginald val johnson finally meets bruce willis yeah, it's um fun. Fun holly punches good. the reporter and then we get uh carl comes back and i i have that uh reginald's cures his gun yips and is able to to draw and just <laughs> unload on the guy yeah totally which Did i'm sure talk- that was your favorite scene it was oh my gosh <laughs> just a look at like in the barrel of the gun for yeah like a million minutes um do we talk about like the slow release of alan rickman we off the not, side yeah. of the building no. pretty awesome i was um reading that like the stuntman because he dropped like 12 feet to get that shot it onto like a pillow or whatever right but i guess the stuntman like famously dropped him on the count of two instead right, of yeah. three so that you get the like surprise reaction it's a real look of surprise yeah mm. it's really cool that shot and like at one point i'm like is bonnie bedelia gonna lose her hand because like she's i'm like is that how is I, I expected bruce willis or like the chainsaw guy to come in and just like free her <laughs> but then her watch unclasps um which we notice we get that earlier they make notice to her rolex they were talking yeah about her, i, yeah. I, I, I don't is, think this is another thing that i never rolex. connected rolex. to that this is the watch Right, um, that Ellis right. really wanted to show off. Exactly. Um, right. Oh, that's show, what it show was. Show the watch. Show, show the, the watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so yeah, Carl dies, and that's the end of the movie. Huzzah! Yeah. Huzzah! Oh man. Uh, questions. I kind of asked mine as I same. Yeah, went along. Um, the one I had from Nora was why didn't Ellis or tell that john was holly's husband so he i think he's he had like, a moment of of like you know whatever fear or worry or i don't know cocaine but it, it was sort of brave that he did that because yeah. he probably could have gotten himself out of the fix um yeah i mean i'm very i mean i think i'd already i was really confused by that scene i thought that's where it was headed so i didn't yeah i didn't really get what ellis's goal was or i think he like went was. in there to do it and then like kind of chicken it was brave but chickened out in a way because he didn't want to he chickened out because he didn't want to hurt her mm, i don't know no I, I like i said i i read it a different way is that it was he was super coked up confident that he could solve this but didn't want to get holly involved and he was sort of white knighting it as he says i'm your white knight and <laughs> I think, I mean, it was sort of brave of him or, you know, courageous that he was willing to die and not give up their secret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, RIP. RIP, Ellis. <laughs> How about Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Oh, it's me, right? Yeah. Um, do we want to start with uh, Dummers? Sure. Um, I've, I've got one. Um <laughs> I guess it's dumb. It also like it delighted me kind of too, but at the end they are just standing there and it seems like for five minutes, somebody is off camera, just shaking leaves of paper (laughs) at the, it is raining paper. It's like, it's like they planned this the same day as a protest or something or like leaflets. And like, it's just like, I think this would be ash. Like, I think they're trying to say that like um, files got, 
burned or right, something, yeah. but it is just, you could just tell just like just off camera, like some intern is just shaking boxes and boxes of paper. And it's <laughs> Should just I looks, crumple these? Um, no, no time. don't yes. crumple them. They will be pristine uh, and falling in clumps. Like, like out of a package. Not, like Yeah. And you can tell they've not fallen that high either. They're just like, like it's raining yeah. paper. So, yeah. <laughs> well, to be really fair, funny. it could be raining like copier paper that was in boxes. No? Yeah, yeah, true. Just boxes, yeah. Yeah. Paper, full paper boxes, just clunking them. Thunk. Thunk. Uh, I think, I think my dumber is like just. I, I think I know that we're talking about cop, you know, cops being heroes, or whatever. But like when they show up um, with the principal from the Breakfast Club and like their grand plan, because they're like, I don't, th- I don't think they fully believe what's happening. They like do but don't. So they send four people into the building they're like all right you four like you guys are gonna go in but they haven't like they don't assume that these folks have like any plan or Mm. anything like they're like you just walk in and you could take care of the business it just it seems so dumb like they could have definitely planned a little bit better i think to you know to deal with that that's why it's dumb yeah uh my dumb will be it, it was a line from bruce willis at the beginning like right after the terrorists sort of shoot the ceiling and then then shoot takagi and he says argyle tell me you heard those gunshots and argyle is 30 floors below in a garage yeah, in a totally, car and right. even if he wasn't jamming out to music there is zero percent chance yeah he would hear those shots so it's just crazy yeah and he's a cop he should know this um yeah dumb agreed um should do bummers yeah let's do bummers oh man Um, i think i think my bummer will be the pregnant woman in this situation (laughs) actually just i you know what like it's i'm gonna put her at the top of the pyramid but then just say like of course it's a bummer to be like a hostage but like the fact that holly even has to like ask for a bathroom or like you know if this is real life first of all i don't know that those hostages were really scared i don't know they didn't work like i think there'd just be a lot more poop and pee so i don't know if i'm bummed that they're not as scared i'm I mean, scared for them i'm scared well, to joy all, is still playing which means they have to pee more it does yeah. seem like the party didn't actually stop just like mellow yeah. <laughs> there was so. like a drink cart right there so i'm sure they were stealing drinks yeah um, so that's my bummer all wrapped up into one like sure. a Great. christmas gift um i don't know phil do you want to go I'm like uh, I can't think. Mine's just gonna be walking on glass. Man, that would fucking suck. Yeah, it bums me out. It yeah, it just that's yeah. that's all you need to know. For sure, not fun to walk on glass. I think my bummer is like Bruce Willis and Bonnie Bedelia's family situation, which I already <laughs> talked about. But it's like this this situation is really bad. Like with kids and just moving in. Like, it seems like another take on, did you guys watch marriage story with like Scarlett Johansson and Adam? No, because I was engaged when that movie Mm. came out and I was told by many people to not. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's like a similar (laughs) deal in a way. And it's just, if, if there were much, many, many more guns, um, but like the fact that Bruce Willis is in New York for question mark reasons, like, and is willing to just be stubborn 
is one thing if you're married and you're doing this with an adult, but like he has two or three kids yeah. that are suffering through this whole thing. I think thing. there's two kids. I don't remember seeing a third kid. Well, I guess I mean, you could yeah, do it with two. I'm imagining that. <laughs> with two, it's fine. <laughs> two I is take fine. it back. Like you say tragedy. two or three, but like they don't let that kid be in the family photos. <laughs> Maybe that that's my new bummer. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just the whole like the stakes of it were the stakes of it were just so hard to understand. And like it it almost seemed like they it almost seemed like the, the relationship between Bruce Willis and Bonnie Bedelia was that of like Scrooged. Like, um, is Bonnie uh, Bedelia the know? character's name or the actress? The actress's name. I keep thinking you're saying Amelia Bedelia. Sorry. I mean, it similar. sounds like a character's name from like, <laughs> yeah. uh, a children's uh, not book. Scrooge, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hummers. Hummers. Oh, I thought you hadn't done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did mine real quick. Yeah. <sighs> Hummer. I guess, you know, it's kind of an obvi, but Argyle's going to be my Hummer. Oh, yeah. I just kind of enjoy that awesome. he's like in a completely different movie. Yeah. And like maybe he's, he shot that scene with Bruce Willis. And then like he just, like I, I imagine like the behind the scenes, like the, the daily call is like just Argyle. <laughs> totally. It's going to shoot your scenes today, Argyle. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what's my motivation or who am I talking to? Or what am I it's like? Nobody. No one. Like you're just <laughs> you're doing it in a limo yourself. again, partying yeah. by yourself. Just yeah. have fun. Just have fun. <laughs> just have fun with it. So that's, that's awesome. Hummer. Well, um, yeah, he, he's, he is definitely a Hummer. I, I'm going to go with, um, not, not just Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. I love him in this movie, but like, I loved when he was like improvising about um i heard that there was a lot of improvisation in this yeah. movie but the but here the character i think is supposed to be improvising of like how many hostages he wants and he's like we want these hostages out of ireland and there's these hostages here and then there's these seven hostages in sri lanka that we want or released immediately release. or terrorists like yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like the guy is it like um whoever just kind of gives him like a yeah carl gives him a weird look and he just like he like takes yeah he like mutes the phone and he's like i read it in time magazine i don't know there's somebody there (laughs) somebody's in sri lanka uh i just thought it was so funny like i could have seen i could have watched a lot more of alan rickman being hilarious yeah no he's he's amazing um for me i mean there's so many hummers in this movie uh yeah there's a ton i will go with the two fbi agents johnson and johnson um they're just they're funny uh you know whether it's like this is agent johnson no the other one um or the guy is just talking about how this reminds me of saigon and the dude i was like i was in junior high dickhead yeah Um, totally yeah and yeah it's so i guess the original like script for this was very serious but then Mm. when uh John McTiernan came in. He like asked for it to be a lot funnier. That was his requirement to, c- to come into it. And it that just makes sense. A lot of the comedy really works for me. So yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a weird, it's an interesting tone. Like it does. It makes sense that it was like just pure drama action. And then like they put comedy and then Christmas on top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we're ready to talk so, about our outfits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, I guess. I guess I can talk about what's, you know, on the, on the back of Phil's a frame shirt. Yeah. Uh, a, a shirt, a shirt, a shirt, a shirt that he's worn the whole time here and committed, which is true. Um, and then the back, I noticed, uh, that you've got, it's a real deep cut and it marries a lot of stuff that we've been doing on this podcast, but there's a picture of, 
uh, Kieran Culkin um, from Father the Bride, and then uh, the like the brother from my best friend's wedding, uh, and it and they're they're like holding hands, and it just says uh, underneath of it, ring bearer bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> it ties everything together. It's been on the back of your shirt this whole time. I know. Nice. Well, I, I yeah. spin around a lot, you know. You do spin good. while we pod. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, Bridget, mm-hmm. uh, being the <laughs> California girl that that you mm-hmm. are, um, you are wearing the outfit um, from the uh, the woman at the airport. Yeah, um, just because that's that is the California uniform. It is. I roll. Um, and then because you, you do have a love for Ellis, uh, you also have, you know, the trucker hat that uh, <laughs> says Hans Booby. And, uh, and then it shows uh, he's pulling open his, his shirt and he was wearing a, a bulletproof vest. So this is how he lives and marries <sighs> Bonnie Bedelia. Well, Katie, mm-hmm. um, I'm enjoying your outfit. It's a Christmas outfit, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I like your ugly holiday sweater that says in big font with like bells and jingle jangles. It just says have a holly jolly christmas and the o's and holly jolly are a billion billions face (laughs) (laughs) yep so holly jolly um and then your santa hat Mm -hmm. um that just says in like gold and red and green glitter it says get shafted Yep. Because um, you just like elevator shaft. Oh, yeah. It's a tribute so to all 90s films. Yeah. It's all 90s films, all but festive. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, um, it's that time, right? Is it for real? Is it for real? Um, and I, I picked it. So I'll go first. Um, yeah, I I think that this movie is for real. Um, it's one that I didn't I didn't have like the greatest time watching. Like, I was trying to decide. I was having this like existential crisis during this movie where I'm like, do I just not really like action movies, or do a lot of action movies? Is there a spectrum of like it's just too much action? Like, I wish that this movie would have had like a little more like character development and the characters like together. Like it's almost like everybody is shot in like a different, like everybody had Argyle's dailies. Like everyone's like today, Bruce Willis, tomorrow, Bonnie Bedelia, which is kind of tough. Like in other movies, I feel like the, like the relationships, like I care a little more about the couple. Cause like truthfully at one point, I totally forgot who was the villain and the hero. (laughs) (laughs) And I I got switched up like, Oh, right. So I really started rooting for Alan Rickman. Um, but I totally get why it's a fun. I thought the special effects were really cool um, and fun. And I love that it's a Christmas movie and I like the playfulness as well. Um, and it's just like no denying that I feel like this movie is just foundational as far as like what action movies um, became after it. So have you seen Die Hard with a Vengeance? I don't think so. Is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, I think I've seen parts of it. I think I've seen parts of it. You it think it's a better film? More, what? 
I think it's more enjoyable and it has since they're together for most of it. You, I think you get that thing that you're, you think is lacking. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, I know that this was a lot of Bruce Willis in a, in an air duct, but like, I was surprised to not get that. And maybe it's because I have seen parts of that film. Like I thought that the series was a little more like, and this is also all at night too, which is hard. Like we watched it at night, but it was just like, whoa, like it was just interesting to have it all be at night. I read that like, was it the script or the book like takes place over three days and they wanted to- both Whatever. the first script and then the the oh, book. Oh God, those people really would have pooped and peed themselves a lot. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, but like the director wanted it to be more of like midsummer night stream. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, I think you know I'll I'll just go next because I I've watched more action movies I think in the last year and a half, sure. almost two years, than I have my whole life, and I I seriously had like a mental block towards it because I don't enjoy in general watching things that are upsetting. And so for me, when I sit down to watch a movie, I'm like, I want either want to laugh or I want to be like, Oh, that's cute. I'm in love. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been mostly pleasantly surprised by like a lot of the action movies we've watched from the eighties, like Beverly Hills cop. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so like I, this is not my favorite kind of movie, but I definitely think it's for real. Um, I mean, it has Alan Rickman in it. So you know, and I do enjoy that sort of like late eighties opulence of this like company with this waterfall. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would have liked to have seen honestly, like more of the like Holly and her like nanny. And, um, but that's again, it's kind of like the difference. It's like, you know, like you want the story, not just the action. It's like the thing with like porn where people are like, (laughs) I like the stories. You know, I'm like, tell me more about the nanny. Like, no but just like her like life <laughs> we need like a lesbian action movie because that's what yeah. it would devolve into yeah let's pick one of those okay um but yeah so yeah i'm just gonna say it's for real because it's like i don't i can't not and mm. you know i'm not putting i'm still not putting die hard on my my yearly christmas movie watching it's gonna be more of the love actuallys mm. more of the family stones the but die hard twos. Like, yeah yeah exactly um, I will go next because I'm the only one left. Yep, uh, <laughs> you now. This was, this was never a doubt. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely for real. Um, uh, I've seen it a bunch. I I enjoy it every single time. I get what you're saying that it, it like it has a bit of the humor, but there is still a big chunk of the movie that's just straight action. Mm-hmm. And I agree that I like more of, I still like these types of movies, but when there is more comedy mixed in, when it's well done, I really do, you know, enjoy yeah. that. Or if it's like the action movie that's so over the top, like a commando or something like that, where there is just a, a lot of hokiness to it. Um, but no, this is, the performances are great. I think it's, people like rave about how it's just a perfectly written screenplay and very tight, um, tightly written. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So it's, it was never in doubt for me. One thing I did. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Cause I was just going to add, I do appreciate that you do get that first box truck shot and you're like in the action. It's yeah. Like kind of opposite, I guess what I said, but if you're going to have an action movie, I guess I'm glad you're in it pretty much like right away. Yeah. And we're just going to like get the terrorists in there. It's yeah. also I'd like, Almost, besides the besides LAX, it takes place like entirely in one building. It's yeah. kind of 
phenomenal. Like unlike yeah. like something like Speed <laughs> that takes you, they have to do another set, another set. It's like know? a bottle episode for a movie. It is. Right. It is. It totally is. I mean, I'll go one step further too. Like not that the question was asked, but I even though I probably won't watch it every Christmas, I think it does hold up as a Christmas movie too. Like I really thought that people referred to this because like maybe one there was one calendar that said it was like you know December twenty fourth or something. It's a lot. Like it's mm-hmm. very much situated at Christmas, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I had, I have two songs I wanted this time, but I only pick one and I'll tell you what my runner up was after okay. I play the song. So this is my first choice song. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. My God, that song is so good. It's like it's so, so soulful. It is so much like the Full House song. It's the same. <laughs> or the people, Too Many Cooks song. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, it totally. really it is. The, it is the Too Many. But cooks it just song. bleeds it because, like, um, you ever do those like '90s, '80s, and '90s like theme song guest quizzes on YouTube? They're very fun. Like, you just like listen to the um theme song and then you guess and then the answer come up. And I always mix up Family Matters and um. Full House, because I think family. I think Full House talks about the milkman and the paper boy, and then Family Matters talks about the newspaper page. <laughs> it's like the same <laughs> lyrics and the same song. There's like um, a computer in like the '80s just turning these things out, just yeah, filling a gr- huge room. I know Growing Pains was kind of similar, like man, but it's okay, so the song songs are it. so incredible. Sure, oh sure, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Is it the Full House theme song? <laughs> Die Hard deserves two songs. Yeah, go for it. It's Christmas. (laughs) Nice. That's amazing. Thank you. Oh, Annie Annie Lennox. Yeah, Yeah, that's where she's. That video. I love that song. I do too. Yeah. I love Annie Lennox. She was in the Eurythmics, right? Am I getting yes. that right? Okay, thank You're you. Correct. I'm not what else is what base. else is she is attributed to her song wise? Oh, like that song, "No More I Love Yous." It is the saddest. <laughs> if you just want to have a cry, I think I will after this podcast. <laughs> please go listen to it. It's called "No More I Love Yous." Okay, and it is like you will just feel all your feelings. Okay, saying, I will. Um, what's that song? No, uh, that's, maybe that's No More I Love Yous. Either way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the beginning of No More I Love Yous. Maybe I usually it. just rewatch Jim Henson's oh, funeral, oh, oh. but now I will listen to that song <laughs> oh to make myself God. cry. It's, it just makes me cry. I mean, like if I need to get like cortisol out of my face. I didn't know that was something you would watch. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Thank you so much to our introductors. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, and recommenders. Yeah. And recommenders. Oh my gosh, yes. It's come full circle. It's it, This movie and the conversation was all that you promised. And, I might have spoken yeah. over you when you said their names. Do you want to say them again? Uh, Joey B and Whitney B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted them to have their credit. Of Get the Chicago due. Bees. Yeah, you yeah know, the, the bees. Chicago Bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.